Do you find yourself fascinated by dwarves, elves, and halflings? Maybe you fancy yourself a bit of a swordsman or a spellcaster. Mages and gentlemen of all varieties. I have a show for you then, if that's right up your alley. A show full of mystery, wonder, and excitement. Creative minds bringing together the best aspects of their collective and expressing it through a tabletop RPG we all know and love. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm bringing you Dungeons and Dramas. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jack Pashy, otherwise known as the other guy. And you're tuned in to Blue Gold Radio Sunday on BlueGoldRadioSunday.com or on 89.7. Ladies and gentlemen, I have exciting news. This year, uh, we will be bringing back Dungeons and Drama. The uh, enjoyable seasons of 1 and 2 will do a brief recap for you before we dive into what you can expect coming here in Season 3 shortly. Season 1, we've met a group of adventurers who, sort of of various different backgrounds, decided to work together collaboratively, exploring the sort of Mirth Haven's mysteries and wonders. The party met with a strange gnomish wizard, did battle with a cult of witches, and through trial and tribulation sort of created their own strange family. Torrance the Tortle Artificer helped invent numerous different devices to aid his companions. Illumi the Kalashitar Rogue brought cunning and wit with the aid of her boogeyman. And who could forget the stoic paladin Fiona, a tabaxi paladin, following the wishes of Basque, brought forth justice and righteousness, sort of acting as the moral compass of this strange mix-match group in Season 1. Combining their efforts with Galen, the strange and mysterious conjuring wizard, this coven of witches that sought the destruction of the town of Mirthhaven were brought to heal and justice rewarded for their efforts rather than be arrested, as had been the constable of Marthaven's desires, the party was named heroes and celebrated before making their way to the road, deciding that it would be in their interests to pursue the arcane city of Astriel, far to the north. As we move then to transitioning to season two, we see our party along the roadside, journeying forth against the rugged terrain of this northern climate, the high brush, the rocky gravel road. They were met with new challenges, both physical and mental. It would seem Alumi and her boogeyman met with certain psychological traumas as the being of nightmares sought to tempt the young child into darker natures and intentions. Physical confrontation was met there further down the road some weeks into their journey. As they came upon a cart, seemingly overturned and ransacked. The party discovered it was a camp of ogres, not far from the roadside, that had sort of robbed and maimed the riders and owner of said cart. Through cunning and wit, they journeyed into the forest to pursue these criminals, bringing them to heal and justice, trapping some of them and outsmarting the others with deceptive nature. Tolva the Erganasi, Cleric was able to use powerful lightning magic, revealing it to the party as an instrumental force in the party's sort of powering up. The cart and through the ogre's camp, once they sort of plundered its riches, discovered strange and mysterious magical artifacts from a bygone age of the city of Alastar. 
through cunning and artifice, Torrance the Tortle, uh, was able to sort of deduce that they would require a magical key to unlock this sort of secret arcane box that the party had discovered, alongside this strange piece of a golden wand. Strange and intricate in its mechanisms, the party decided this would perhaps be something to pursue and learn about when they reached the ancient city of Arcane. Some time passed, and as the party came to the ancient forest, the last wall between them and this ancient arcane city, alluded to since season one, were met with an unsettling insidiousness that this strange forest gave off. Where they had heard the chirping of birds, the rustling of the grass, and the gales of the wind up here in the northern plains, an unsettling, deathly silence befell them upon entering this forest, which they would come to know as the Forest of the Briar King, an ancient figure from the histories of long ago. At first, their traversement through the forest seemed natural enough. It was a quiet place, with very little sunlight as the canopies above prevented much of the rays of light from cascading down upon the party. But by the end of the first day and first night, they realized there was more to this forest. Unable to find a way out of it, unable to escape, they pressed forward. And by the campfire's light, they began to realize they heard whispers in the trees, as if the very trees themselves were in some way alive, uttering terrible dark secrets to the ears of our wayward adventurers. In the night, they were greeted by a strange being, there along the roadside, with thick green scales and bloodshot red eyes, antlers like a deer sprouted from its head, speaking in tongues and riddles, the party, in a manner of speaking, interrogated this entity, as it asked for permission to join them by the roadside. Granting it, the figure explained they were a representative of the sovereignty of this forest, the Briar King, this ancient primordial-like entity of myth, explaining that the Briar King would let them pass through the forest if they would pay a gift to the king. When asked what gift could the king possibly desire, it was explained that they fancied trinkets, buttons, thimbles, pins, or even mortal coin as it glistened in light. Oh, so rare here within this forest. The party paid them a fairly decent amount of coinage, and the being seemingly disappeared into bloody mist, which was consumed by the briar patches on the side of the road. A few more days' journey through this forest, they met a new adventuring companion, Galen, a bard, a shapeshifter, a changeling, who explained that he was from a village or a conclave assailed from the dead of this forest as if it ate and that every year they had to pay bloody revealed horrifying flesh-like tendrils of vines and briar hooked like talons no longer and tore at the party's skin tearing at clothing to horrible wails and screeches of the night the party fled there now in the darkness attempting to escape the clutches of the Briar King, 
which revealed itself to be some horrifying monstrous green dragon assailing them from above, spraying forth a blood-like substance from its gaping maw, dissolving and tearing at the skin of the party. Before it could catch them in its jaws, though, the party managed to break through the tree line, and there before them lays the road to Astarel. The journey at last complete, their goal in sight. And that concludes the recap of the first two seasons. Now we have exciting news as we bring back a third season now of Dungeons and Dramas. What, what par se you may be asking yourselves could we expect from an exciting third part of this epic saga? Well, excitingly enough, we'll finally get to this ancient city of the arcane, meet some of the movers and shakers of the world. Wizards are a eclectic group, mages themselves mysterious and strange. What could a city of such beings be like? Why and how has this city lasted for so long? And what mysteries will this party unravel? Well, these are all questions we're very excited here at Dungeons Dramas to be able to hopefully answer for you quite soon in the coming season. Things you can expect, fan favorite characters, new exciting arcs and mysteries to unravel, exciting new sort of magic, and answers to what is this strange piece of a magic wand the party discovered, and what is in this sacred, secret black lockbox that requires something as eccentric as an arcane key to crack open. New friends, new companions, and new adventures all lie ahead for us on this series. And we're very excited to bring it to you. Some things you can look forward to within the first episode here coming out next week Sunday. The Gates. The party will have to discover a way to enter the gates of this ancient city, persuading the guards to let them in, but also begin to unravel the culture, the history of this place, as Astaroth has a long, strange history, full of danger and dark secrets. We can expect some taste of that as we begin to break down some of these lines. We'll get into the culture. What is a mageocracy, as we'll call it, really involve? How does magic play into the politics of this place? What do you have when all powerful beings have to interact and live side by side? What does their research involve? What kind of pursuits do they have? Are they all for good and using magic for the benefit of the world? Or perhaps are there more selfish interested parties involved? And what dark manipulations may be afoot? We'll get into the ancient history of necromancy and its parts within the world that we play in, and its taboos. What can you expect, and how do mages, who perhaps don't operate off of morals, but rather logic, view some of these more questionable ethnic uh, activities? We'll get into the party's own moral pursuits. As a reminder, we have a cleric and a paladin in the party. What is the faith of this storming being, this Talos, that Tolva, our storm priest, follows? And how does he view such despicable acts as the undead, or the manipulation of matter and creation and life and death? We'll get into Fiona and the sort of faith of Basque. What is the goddess of luck? How does she view it? Is death being brought back a second chance, a turn of fate, a twist of luck? Or is it a despicable nature as Basque also is related to the sun and hope and life? Those questions will be answered here within the first episode. 
What can you expect from us? Well, we're excited to announce that hopefully we'll have two brand new characters joining us. As far as details go, I can't give away too much, but you can expect uh, a little bit more combat-focused party member in one case. And we'll get into uh, what do wizards look like. We're very excited uh, to have two more friends join us here at the table. Uh, and we're hoping that with this opportunity, we can bring about sort of new tastes. We can bring about new ideas. And a big part of those new ideas when we were talking uh, as a team here is we wanted to get into this idea of like in fantasy, there's a long history of sort of like fantasy politics. Like what do these different you know, ancient beings like elves who can live for hundreds, if not thousands of years and dwarves who live under the ground. And like we wanted to talk about and like how do these groups interact and so we're very excited here in season three that we're going to get into this idea of the mageocracy how does it play into the rest of the continent um what kind of a power structure do they operate off of what kind of power and influence does an entire city of basically ultra powerful beings get to sort of hold and sway and use um especially if they have their own sort of infighting in a manner of speaking not to give anything away but these are ideas that we were very excited about as a team that we wanted to talk about and get into and sort of just play around with and explore. Um, and we're really excited to uh, sort of explore with uh, our listeners. So from the cast here at Dungeons and Dramas, uh, we're very excited for the first kickoff next Sunday. Um, I personally am very excited. Uh, for a reminder of you all, I am the Game Master. Um, and until next Sunday, I'm Jack Pashy, otherwise known as the other guy. Keep it classy, folks. Remember to be nice to each other. And we'll see you next week.